Hi everyone, Air here, and today I have a pretty unique episode for everybody. It's definitely a bonus episode and something that we don't particularly touch on a lot here on the podcast, but as I've been going through some of these emails and some of these DMs from these amazing women and men, I just kind of see that this might be a topic that we could approach together. So as you guys know, I'm in my graduate program for psychotherapy, and also I am back on the market, (laughs) if that's what you want to call it. But on the dating scene again, understanding relationships, understanding how women approach love, how men approach love. And to be honest with you, I first and foremost have to tell you that psychotherapy is about relationships, but I'm not a dating coach. I'm not a love coach. I am an intimacy coach, if anything, because it is called Who Am I? And this podcast is always about finding yourself. And I understand fully that finding yourself does require relationships of all sorts, including family, friends, and romance. But As I explain in this show, the psychology behind why men pull away and the spirituality, the biological part of it, the primal instincts of the dynamics between the polarity of men and women, I just want to give a full disclaimer that, again, I'm not a dating coach. I'm not a relationship coach. When I speak about this, I'm going to speak about it through the science, and I can even give you all of my sources from all the NIH articles because I love science. (laughs) But I'm also going to speak a little bit about personal experience because I, too, have been in beautiful relationships, and I've been in so, okay, to make it NLP-style, not-so-fun relationships, And again, I've only been single for a few more weeks since the last time that we spoke. So I'm not necessarily going to say, go do this and you'll find Prince Charming. But I am going to definitely say, hey, this is how men think. We think very differently as women. And we just have to realize that we're different, equal, but we're so different. And if you are like me and you're really into psychology and you're into polarity and you just want to get it right, because I only want to get married once. (laughs) And that's probably your mentality too, whether you've already been married or you've never been married, you probably only want to do it one more time. So if you're with me, I'd love to kind of give you some, you know, Air hindsight 2020 plus psychological, psychosocial, psychotherapy insight here. All right. (laughs) So as we know, in romantic relationships, it's not really uncommon for men to exhibit a tendency to withdraw or, you know, pull away when they are perceiving that things are getting, you know, a little bit intense, heavy, serious. Let's say it's been, you know, a few weeks or a few months, you know, they just tend to have this internal clock, kind of like women have our own internal clock, but that's a whole different podcast episode. But they know when things are like taking a turn 
and that that kind of freaks guys out and if you can navigate this water of these primal instincts of the man he cannot help it that's probably the first thing i gotta tell you guys you cannot hate men i love men men are fantastic men do great things for us you can't hate them for this because this is part of their biology they can't change this the need to pull away or withdraw is part of them they're like hardwired here so if you can navigate towards this and you know avoid some of these like traps that other women and maybe yourself and even myself included have fallen into the past <sighs> girl commitment is so easy moving forward is so easy it's just like it, it's just like a dance you know very well and you just have to know all the steps okay so this behavior can be puzzling and even distressing for women who may interpret it as like a sign that you know he doesn't like you or your disinterest or you know if you're really catastrophizing maybe like the end of a relationship that may not even started yet or an end of a relationship that's been going for a long time and that's not the mindset we're bringing into this ladies that is not a very divine feminine mindset that's the opposite of polarity that's the opposite of what you need to do so first and foremost girl sit down relax you're okay you got this i am right here with you it's just one step at a time and just know that you are loved and you are wanted you are not rejected everything is working out exactly in your favor whether it is with this man or the next man what you're learning right now is going to get you to your fairy tale ending i promise you 100 percent you're not going to end up alone. You're going to have the babies if you want the babies. You're going to have the healthy masculine man. It is entirely possible. But if you have this, my invitation to you would be, hey, don't you want it on the terms that are best for you? Don't you want it in a healthy way that you're not always scared that your relationship's going to end? Don't you want it in a way that you feel seen and heard? And it doesn't fizzle out in a couple of months or it doesn't fizzle out in a few years or God forbid you waste, you know, 10 years of your life on this. So let's get this right, ladies. Your anxiety right now should not be about the guy that you're thinking of whenever you're listening to this episode. It should be about are you making the best decisions for yourself long term? And even then, I would invite you to do something that I love teaching my clients and by all means if you want to work with me personally you can find me either through the podcast or you can find me on Instagram at Eric Kramer I have you know the website I have everything you need to help you walk through this process but my invitation to you is a little bit of a sidebar we have anxiety and we have worry and we have happiness out of those three, I will always choose happiness. Happiness is where it's at. And that's always in the presence. Where you presently are right now is the only place you can find true happiness. Anxiety lives in the future. Worry lives in the past. Anxiety lives in the future. Worry lives in the past. 
If you are anxious about something, it's about something that hasn't happened yet. And if you are worried about something, it's about something that has happened in the past. Neither of those are reality for your present moment. Now, that's a very tough concept to grasp right away. So if you want to break it down with me, again, just go ahead and book a session with me. It's probably going to be under the emotional development. But if you book any session with me, I'm going to go through this with you. Because if you are an anxious personality, which I hate labeling, labeling is not my style. But if you feel like that is where you categorize yourself, we need to talk because you don't have to live that way. And I would say, even if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do have a little bit of anxiety in you to be curious about this because you're trying to figure out men. (laughs) So that was a complete sidebar, but it will change your life if you learn that concept. And I would love to be the one that teaches it to you. Nonetheless, back to men, right? (laughs) It is called Who Am I? Which is, you know, about us. So it's really hard for me to go back and forth between, you know, who am I? How do we find ourselves? How do we improve? How do we like encourage our spirituality back to men and women and relationships? It's just, I understand the path. It's just not as natural for me. All right. Okay. (laughs) However, understanding all the psychology that factors into just the male psyche is really going to improve your human relationships. And I would invite you to not think of this just romantically, but think about your relationship with, you know, your family, your father, if you have brothers, if you have cousins, uncles, think about the male role models that you find at work or colleagues, or maybe it's a roommate or you know, someone that lives in your building, like there's so many different male influences in our life. I can even use this when it comes to me going to like get coffee or traveling abroad. Like this is something that if you really start to understand men, you're going to understand what it means to be a woman and live in that femininity. And that will just make your life so much easier. I was talking to a girlfriend about polarity and actually two guys and when we were all sitting together they were talking about basically the male needs versus the female needs and what it means to like be a high value man and what a high value man looks for in a high value woman and vice versa that's going to be a whole separate episode but if you guys want that sooner rather than later message me because I've already recorded it and it was gold like I had 30 different people kind of tested out for me because I don't like to give out false information. And every single one of the guys that I had, I sent like the message and I put on Instagram as well if you want to like get a sneak peek. And they were all like 100% yes, you've got it. You finally understand me. It's nice to be understood by a woman, X, Y, Z. So there's that. But when it comes to the psychology of a man, it's very different than the psychology of a woman. So men have this primite need. I'm telling you, it is a need that they cannot help. That they love isolation. They need to feel empty inside. And not empty as in like soulless, but empty as in they need to have a space to fill. Because men are problem solvers. Men are hunters. Men are, you know, the... I'm going to go very primal, but like think of a caveman. 
He literally had to go out and hunt and bring back food because there was no food. And that was a very fulfilling purpose. So the innate need of isolation or emptiness has to be there for them to pursue something, for them to feel like they have a purpose, like they're validated, like they're important and they're needed. And I find that so beautiful and fascinating and honestly useful as a woman because they are built that way. And women genetically aren't built that way. Women, we love to nest, we love to create, we love to build in a way, but it's in a different type of way. And I'm not going to get in the battle of the sexes because I appreciate all of our gifts. And I know that there's a lot of crossover. There's both masculine energy and feminine energy in one person. But if we're going purely with genetics today, men, as in the XY chromosome, have an innate need for isolation. There is nothing you can do as a woman that is going to change this about men. It is their innate need for isolation. Now, the first thing you're going to throw at me is like, Eric, what about the really anxious man? Yes, I get it. We're going to definitely get there. But the innate need is primal. It is genetic. They can't help it. It's going to be there. With that, we have a few different things that come into play that will definitely stir some feathers. But it's true. And I'd rather be authentic with you. And I'd rather show up in a way that will help you than sugarcoat you. And then I'd rather just be honest, right? I want you to succeed. And if I'm, you know, catering to your feelings, I can't help you succeed. So that's how I also approach all of my clients is, of course, I care. I'm in a way you can't not care when you're investing in somebody's emotional and spiritual health. Like that's, it comes with the job, <laughs> but I want to see you succeed. So I'm going to be very real with you. So there is a total of four different things that we really need to cover when it comes to the male psyche that will help you understand where they're coming from. And then when we get these, I'm going to give you a couple of scenarios that tells you basically what to do next, because that's probably what you want the most. I would advise you, of course, get the education. But if you really want to fast forward in the podcast to what to do next, by all means, I can't stop you, girl. Like, you got control of that button. <laughs> but nonetheless, here we go. All right. Number one, men psychologically fear intimacy. This is something that is primal. This is something that they are just born, again, with this kind of, like, emptiness in them. And they need to go hunt something to fill it up. Now, if you are blessed and you have found a man that is highly involved in his spiritual journey, then this probably won't come into play as much. And that's awesome, right? But I define intimacy as into me, I see. That is a lot of self-reflection. And if you want to really dive into what that means, I just did a beautiful podcast with Ivan Rose Potter about the intimacy of belonging and it will really shape 
how you see yourself. You are beautiful, light, and that into me I see is something that men, it doesn't come easy for them. It takes a lot of spiritual work, a lot of mental health, a lot of emotional work to get there. And some men just don't want to do that. And that's okay. That's their journey. But they all have it. It just, it's point blank. They all have it. So when they're withdrawing, it's just basically saying, hey, this is like uncomfortable for me. I may or may not be ready for it. The research that I was able to find, and again, I can cite all my sources in the show notes for you guys, but it basically goes down to the fact that different men have different attachment styles, past relationship experiences, or even just personal insecurities. I found that in the Hazen and Shaver 1987 case, where basically if they feel like a woman is falling for them or cares too deeply, it can really trigger a lot of feelings of vulnerability and the fear of being emotionally dependent on someone else. Remember, men don't like to depend on women. And this is an area that unless you have a man that's really healed in his attachment styles, past relationship experiences, and personal insecurities, they're almost going to like fight you a little bit. And honestly, I can relate to this on a personal level. And I can relate to this on what I've heard from so many women out there is it's like you become the enemy because you're the one saying like, hey, this matters emotionally, mentally, spiritually for our relationship. And you might feel like you're being attacked in a way. And that doesn't make a lot of sense as a woman because we are trying to help and support. But for a man, that's just his way, again, of protecting himself. And men are here to help protect, provide, and give provision. And as long as they are doing those things, they feel very fulfilled. This is not an area where they feel like they're as strong in. So that's okay, right? Meet people where they're at and see if this works for you as far as a healthy relationship. A big thing that I want to point out here is attachment styles. If you don't know what I'm talking about with attachment styles, I did an awesome episode with Dr. Morgan Anderson about this, maybe about four weeks ago, and it goes over the four different types of attachment styles. Here's the thing, ladies. If you are with a man, or you're dating a man, or you're interested in a man, whatever it is, he's a man, you're a woman, right? And you are dating someone with an insecure attachment styles. And I'll even go as far to say anybody. It could be woman to woman, man to man, non-binary to non-binary. I don't care. If you are dating somebody or courting somebody or in a relationship with somebody with a insecure attachment style, you've got some work to do. I'm not saying that it's impossible. I'm not saying that people can't change. Literally, I'm in the let's improve people can change every day business. I fully believe people can change, but I must say, if you have an anxious, avoidant, or disorganized attachment style, it's going to be some work here. So when a man has that, consequently, they're going to want to run away. They're going to want to retreat. They need to run away to feel that emptiness again, and they also need to regain a sense of emotional autonomy, and it protects themselves from you know potential pain. Men fear intimacy 
because they fear that on the other side of that intimacy is pain. Most likely, if you are dating and you're in your 20s or your 30s or 50s or, you know, etc. I didn't mean to leave out the 40s. If you're dating in your 40s, awesome. But what I mean by this is most likely you're not their first relationship. And I can actually guarantee that you're not their first relationship because their first relationship was with their parents. But I would even say, let's be, you know, on the level playing field, you're most likely not their first romantic relationship. Because of that, they do have past experiences and those have shaped how they show up, who they are. And if they haven't been able to heal or move past or even learn from those, it's going to impact whatever situation you're in currently. I don't do situationships. I will nip them in the bud. I don't like when a man's not clear. I don't like when a guy doesn't know what he wants. I don't like when a guy doesn't have direction or provision. It's just not for me. I don't like it because I know who I am. And I know that if a guy can't give me direction, clarity, provision, or even tell me what he wants for himself, that's just super unattractive to me. And I have healed past the anxiety of letting that be part of my life. It's just more of a deal breaker for me. If a guy can't answer simple questions about what he wants for himself or where he's going, then I'm just instantly turned off. And I would invite you ladies to be that way as well. And it's not to be mean. And in fact, I would say it's a matter of respect. And things that guys really, really understand is respect. Like, a guy will respect you over loving you any day. But more importantly, if you want a guy to ever love you, you have to make him see you as being respected and vice versa. If he doesn't feel respected, then you're never going to get to love. A lot of people say the quickest way to a man's heart is through his stomach. No, the quickest way to a man's heart is through respect. Quote me. All right, let's move on to number two, the autonomy and independence. So another big psychological thing for men is kind of similar to women. But they have an innate need for like personal space and independence within their relationship. This comes from the Murray, Holmes, and Collins 2006 study. But basically, when a man feels like his independence has been threatened, he feels like he's losing control of himself. He might feel like he's self-abandoning in a way, but that's more of a avoidance type of anxious attachment style or disorganized. But mostly here, you just have to realize that if you're going to be in any type of relationship long term with a man and with a woman, that I come to the relationship, they come to the relationship, we have a separate being that is our relationship. This is the importance of like, don't cancel on your girlfriends if you're going out. Like men don't like that. Men do not want you to cancel on your friends. Men want to see that you have hobbies. Men want to see that you are a social creature. Not all men want to see you have a job and be very proactive, but men do want to see that they're not your end-all be-all. And that is a trap that can easily be fallen into as a like, very feminine woman 
is you kind of lose yourself in the relationship because you kind of are in this very supportive, nurturing role. But that's actually a turnoff for men. And when you regain your own autonomy and you allow them to have their own autonomy, everyone's happier. It's just like amazing. This is kind of something that I've also discovered when it comes to men in like marriages as well is a lot of men feel like when a child is born and you know babies are wonderful I'll have you know one maybe one day but babies they do take like a lot of energy and you know a lot of investments and men often feel even whenever a baby is born that they get kind of pushed to the side and they're no longer like needed or wanted or valued that's a whole different topic I've been able to coach different couples based off of just that alone. And if you're interested in exploring that or having a podcast episode about that, please message me and I'll cover that. But just for right now, remember autonomy and independence is very attractive. And I'm not saying hyper-independence. It's perfectly amazing to lean into your feminine energy and to allow the man to like, take care of you in a way and nurture you and protect provide provision remember i love those three p's <laughs> protect provide provision but nonetheless still be able to stand on your own still have your own set of hobbies he doesn't have to like yoga if you like yoga it's a huge turn on for me if a guy likes yoga because that's my jam but it's not a requirement that i have in my relationships i have that as my independence that's my hobby that's my go-to workout relaxation meditation all right number three emotional regulation <laughs> men and women often differ in how they regulate their emotions now women not gonna lie we have a slight disadvantage because we have our hormonal cycles and those can really throw us for a loop and Sometimes I am like the sweetest, cuddly, most loving creature that ever existed on these cycles. And then sometimes like I have to lock myself in a room to protect everybody else because just that anger and, you know, yeah, the hormones, they come out, right? But with men, because this is about men here, is they don't have as much of a emotional regulation unless they again are on that spiritual journey and have done a lot of the work naturally naturally they struggle to manage this and i'm not saying that they can't do it i love i am so highly attracted to a man that can regulate his emotions whether that means that he's working out a lot whether that means he meditates whether that means that he knows how to talk about his feelings or journal. I don't care how he does it, but a man that can regulate his emotions effectively is fire. It is everything. If you got one of those, girl, treat him well. Treat him well. But naturally, they struggle with this. The overwhelming emotions often makes them want to distance themselves and avoid. I had this recently happen where I was talking with a guy and it was in a somewhat romantic setting, but not necessarily in a relationship or even like dating type of setting. It was more of a, this guy approached me at the airport and, you know, I'm 
I'm attractive, guys. I'm cute, even in my airport gear. <laughs> and I had this guy um, approach me, and, you know, he's tall, he's handsome, he's, like, I can tell traveling as well. So, like, you know, travel sweats, right? And I start, you know, just basic conversation with him. He approaches me as a feminine woman. This is not uncommon. If you learn how to be a feminine woman, you will be magnetic. And if this sounds like so strange to you that a man approaches you in public to like hit on you or to, you know, get to know you or even just have a general conversation, I can teach you this as well. Like it is not a problem. This is super simple. And it's honestly like one of the secrets of the universe. If you nail this, you'll be so happy. Like the work is just done for you. Either way, he approaches me. And when he's talking, I can kind of give a sense that he has this, like, overwhelming anxiety to his approach to me. Like, he doesn't feel very confident in his approach to me, which is okay. Like, I think it's just brave that he was, you know, able to open his mouth and say words. It did not matter to me that he was shaking or that he, you know, was stumbling or that he didn't really know what to say. It was the fact that he showed up and said, hi, <laughs> that I was like, hello, like, let's talk, right? But I was very quickly to ask him, hey, like, you know, you're traveling. What do you do? Like, you know, not necessarily for work, but like, I always ask people, what do you do in your day to day? And I let people explore where they go with that. And when he was explaining it, he didn't have any sense of like, okay, he worked a lot. He said, you know, pretty much 80 hour work weeks. He's a lawyer, you know, good job, right? Awesome. Check off that box. But he didn't share with me anything through the three to five minutes that I was talking to him that had to do with any type of regulation of like himself, like, you know, it's a snowy season in most of the country. Like, he didn't say that he skied or snowboarded. He didn't say he worked out. He didn't say he, like, wrote or journaled. Nothing that would be able to show to me that he's on top of his emotional health. He didn't share anything about spirituality or, you know, any type of fitness routine. Anything artistic. Nothing. And it wasn't from the fact that I didn't ask him. Because... I very much, you know, laid out the platform. I was like, oh, that's awesome that you're a lawyer. Like, that must be very, re like, rewarding and fulfilling. And honestly, like, it takes a lot of work to be a lawyer. No shame in that game. I support that. But he, like, I asked him, I was like, do you like museums? Do you like art? You know, do you like podcasts? <laughs> like, I asked him, you know, in general, some questions to see what his outlet was. And what I got very fast that he didn't have one. And... As a woman, what to do next in this category is if he can't tell you that he takes care of his emotional health in one way or another, that is going to be something that shows up later in a connection, whether it's, you know, a few weeks from now or a few years from now that needs to be developed in order to have a healthy relationship. So, like I said, don't count him out, but be very aware that emotions are harder for men to process than women. And if they're not regulating those, often this is the type of man that will find himself in situations where he's avoiding or distancing himself from women whenever it becomes, you know, more intense or more serious. All right. 
Number four, and I promise you, I'll tell you what to do next in a couple of situations when it comes to when a man pulls away or when he's distancing himself or when he feels avoidant. But number four is the need for validation. Now, I love men, remember? Men are awesome. We are all about that. But men, like women, they want to feel wanted and validated and affirmed and they can't ask for this like women do. I will use my father as a perfect example because I think he is fantastic. I have the best relationship with my dad. Honestly, he's just amazing. And he he gives me princess treatment. I'm not going to lie. But I realize that and I respect my father so much that I don't take advantage of that. But we have just always been best friends and Yes, <laughs> but I recognize this in my dad is the fact that he never, ever asked me for anything. He doesn't ask me for validation or affirmation or even for help. I had to have a heart to heart with my father about a couple of things because I noticed maybe it was like three or four days ago because I've been snowed in. I didn't get to go to Dallas just yet. I'm going to Dallas to speak next week, but got snowed in and my flight got canceled. That's what ended up happening with the lawyer guy, by the way. Flight got canceled for both of us. So nonetheless, my father really struggles with sharing his emotional needs or even needs in general. I was working on my graduate papers and I just heard downstairs just Quite frankly, I heard some cussing. I heard some things being thrown around, some struggle bus going down downstairs. And, you know, I paused my videos for my graduate stuff and I, you know, I just yell out, everything okay down there? And I hear, yep. And my father is a very DIY, like do it yourself type of guy never gonna ask for help let alone you know tell you how he's feeling most of the time i've got to read between the lines and that's just one reason why i love psychotherapy so much is little of what you say is actually what you communicate but you know i was like okay you know he's okay he's fine right and i get back to my work about 20 minutes later you know i hear a crash <laughs> downstairs and i'm like okay i pause it again are you okay? <laughs> is what I yell out. And he goes, I'm perfectly fine. Where I go a little bit psychotherapy on my father. And I say, it is perfectly okay to admit that you need help. All you have to do is tell me that you need me in any way. And I will be there to support you. And <laughs> he, he laughs, even though, you know, he's downstairs. He goes, I got this. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know, the invitation's there. I can't can't force anybody to take up the invitation, right? And again, probably another 20 to 30 minutes passes, and I hear a final crash, and I just, like, pause it one more time, and I go, Dad, it is okay to ask for help. It is not hurting me in any type of way to pause what I'm doing to go and help you. And fast forward, my very, very lovingly stubborn dad 
eventually told me that he was trying to put in a light fixture downstairs and that he had lost a screw and that he was trying to balance on this you know chair to be able to replace it and then he found out that it was cracked and that's how he bought it from Lowe's and he knew that he couldn't take it back without taking the whole thing down it was a whole thing but at that point it was no longer about the light fixture it was no longer about the fact that he didn't want to ask for help even though he really needed help it was more of the fact of he needed that validation and affirmation having this conversation later to say that he was capable of doing it and that it is a little bit vulnerable to say that you know you can't always do things on your own and that you do need help and you know you might need help from your daughter even and that was a way of him kind of like avoiding or distancing himself from the situation both while he was trying to replace the light fixture but also when I addressed it with him later because I love my dad and my dad has taught me so much throughout my life but I felt like this was a really good moment to also you know let my father learn something new and him pulling away that kind of fear of you know sharing that he needed help and sharing that this was emotionally frustrating for him and that he wanted to avoid you know any type of conversation about it was a way to kind of be like hey dad I love you next time when you need help when you need me whether it is just to hold a light fixture whether it's to say that you've got this you know whatever you need instead of avoiding it just ask it was never a problem i love you i'm here for you i want to support you but that is the male psychology and that is just something that they can't help once they learn they are so happy because they understand partnership at that point and they really really love relationships where they know that they can depend on the woman to like support their dreams their goals to be there for them that's safety men love it too so that psychology is innate but it doesn't have to live there we can always overcome the fear of intimacy autonomy like regaining that emotional regulation and the need for validation by acknowledging all of these you open up communication and everyone is happy and healthy and in a supportive relationship and those are goals such goals all right girls so i did promise what to do next in a couple of scenarios so i'm going to think of some things that are off the top of my mind from what i've been able to get from the emails as well as from you know my clients so i have one client and she is in a relationship she's been in a relationship for about two years and she feels like every single time she has a need to express that's more emotional based that her partner just kind of shuts down he doesn't want to talk about it and and the way that she explains it he just kind of wants to control the situation and control her and that doesn't make her feel very seen and heard when she acts out and this girl she admittedly says that she does scream she does get very emotional with it anxious personality and we're working on that right that's why we do the work but he shuts down and avoids her for a couple of days at a time 
or even a week at a time. And based off of that, she just really does not understand why men do this. So based off of all the education, she can probably learn why men do this. The emotional regulation is what comes into my mind. And it's two different people that need to have their emotions regulated in this case, right? So in this scenario, she's doing the work to be able to work on her anxious attachment and to be able to securely show up to express her needs. He also needs to be doing the work to be able to understand the avoidance and why he doesn't feel safe to be able to express his needs and his feelings with his partner. But overall, I would tell her, that the more that she's working on herself, the more secure she shows up, it does give the invitation for him to show up that way as well. And then also figure out how to improve his own journey. But at the end of the day, she might find herself unattracted or finding this relationship not being the best for her mental health if she cannot express her emotional needs. And I'm not talking about way out of bounds type of needs. But if you are someone that wants to see, you know, your partner a few times a week after two years, or you want to talk about moving in or, you know, any type of security, love, getting a puppy, like these are things that, you know, are important and they do help our mental health and they do help our emotions. And you really have to be on the same page as your partner when it comes to this. And you have to be on the correct page for yourself before you can do that. So that's kind of my suggestion on that scenario. There's another scenario when um, comes into play a lot because there is a lot of polarity in this and a lot of feminine versus masculine energy and the push and the pull or the gradient. It really depends on how you want to approach it. But in this scenario, it's you're not in a relationship, but you're trying to see the direction of where this relationship could go. And you have the woman that isn't necessarily asking for a relationship, but she is asking for clarity on where the male psyche is. Now, this is super important because again, we're all about protect, provide, and provision for the male. And it is very valid for someone to ask, what do you want for your life? And it's very important, and men know this, that they know where they're going, their direction. Because men, again, are hunters. They need a path forward. They know what they want. and. I'm not going to say to a man that he can't, you know, there's no wrong choice, but you should have a choice. If you are at a stage in your life and you are not wanting a relationship and you're just wanting to have fun and have, you know, adventures in that type of department, that's okay. That's a very honest conversation to have with yourself and fantastic. Share that. As a woman, if you recognize that, and that's what he says to you, then you need to figure out where you're at and your emotional regulation on that on where you want to go forward. If you want a successful relationship, this is not a great fit for you. It doesn't matter if he checks all the boxes. This is probably the most important box of where are you going? Don't force it. Don't push it because they are going to run away. They are going to avoid. They're going to emotionally distance themselves. Be honest. Communication is the only thing that makes relationships survive at the end of the day. Now, let's say that, you know, he just wants to be friends. Again, it's the same scenario. If he just wants to be friends in that scenario, 
then okay, awesome. Learn that the avoidance factor here is just a barrier and it's a friendship barrier. And you can decide as a woman if that's what you want. I'm a very beautiful, beautiful friend that technically we met on like a dating app type of thing. But when we met in person, it was not it was not romantic. We didn't do anything romantic whatsoever. It just was not the right fit. But it was a really good business connect and it was a really good just, you know, he's on his own spiritual journey. The check boxes were right, but the friendship is where it was at. So we were very clear that all we would ever have would be friendship and nothing more. And that was very healthy. And I don't talk to him on like a consistent basis by any means, but I will say that him being part of my life, you know, did help me recognize that there is barriers here and these barriers can be healthy and it may come off as avoidance or distancing, but that's a healthy distancing and not necessarily an unhealthy avoidance. He just has things going on and I have things going on. We connect and we connect. If I never talk to him again, which is highly unlikely, but that's okay too. That's that's the way life goes, right? And it's beautiful, wonderful. I can appreciate that experience. I would invite if you were in that type of scenario to appreciate that as well. Now, the last one, you know, is beautiful because it's a, he knows that he wants to be in a relationship, but he may not know that he wants to be in a relationship with you. And this is where understanding the male psyche can really come into play. Because just because a man wants a relationship doesn't mean that he's ready for one. And more importantly, doesn't mean that he's ready for one with you. You do need to get to know people. You do need to understand people a little bit deeper. This is where if you understand polarity and you let the man lead and you let him set the direction, if he knows his direction, it can be a beautiful relationship. Men that are working through their negative attachment styles or insecure attachment styles will not know how to regulate this. They will feel pressured and forced, and they might even act out or get angry with you. It is your responsibility to take care of yourself in this scenario and be very secure and firm. You know what you want. You also know where you're going. It's okay if it's not with that person. But you do need to be very confident in your self-worth and to allow the man to set a direction. A man may not know that he wants to be in a relationship with you today. He may need this avoidance and this isolation to understand the emotions that are behind what he's thinking. I'm not saying that you should wait around for him. By all means, you do what's best for you. But my whole goal of this entire podcast was to help you understand the male psyche. Because if you understand the male psyche, you're going to be so much closer to getting the relationships that you need in your life with your family, your friends, as well as your romance. Whoa, guys. With all of that, I am going to take a breather. I'm going to go play out in the snow. I'm going to figure out how to get back to Miami one way or another. Or New York City. New York City, I know, is covered in snow too. So I might be leaning towards Miami right now. But next 